You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. we got a good show for you today. We're going to talk about some of the wackiness that happened on Bachelor in Paradise last night. We've got an Eric and Gabby update, seemingly. Um, we have an answer to the Maddie question, the Maddie Pruitt question I posed yesterday. Probably the biggest news in pop culture yesterday. Taylor Swift just springs on us. Oh, yeah, by the way, for the first time in five years, in 2023, I'm going on tour again. You can only imagine my excitement when I saw that yesterday and immediately rushing to my computer. And then um, I will update you on my first physical therapy appointment just to give you uh, an idea of where I'm at. Uh, We will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by First Leaf Wines. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines that you'll love. They learn your taste and deliver quality wines right to your door. Sign up today and you get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Dame Products and their new vibrator, The Dip. Whether Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. Use promo code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. So go to dameproducts.com, use promo code REALITYSTEVE, take 15% off your first order. So before we get to Bachelor in Paradise, let's immediately start with the biggest news in Bachelor Nation yesterday, which seemingly was Gabby's first kind of cryptic take on her and Eric's relationship. I'm sure you've seen it. It was all over the internet yesterday. Every entertainment site covered it. But basically, after her dance Monday night with Alan, she was asked in an interview, which has since gone pretty much viral, are her and Eric still together? And if you didn't see the video, here's what she said when just asked a simple question, hey, are you and Eric still together? Quote, life is just really busy for the both of us right now. So I understand their concern, but we're just kind of, you know, going forward with each of our individual interests and supporting each other from afar. End quote. Look, I'm no rocket scientist. I just play one here in a podcast. They're not together. Now, that's not me saying they're not together because I know something. I'm saying it because she just gave that answer. I mean, she could have easily just been given a glossed over bullshit answer of like, yeah, things are going great. You know, I've been practicing a lot and he's been doing his thing, but we get to see each other and things are going good. She could have just said something so generic and basic like that. But when you give an answer like that, we're supporting each other from afar. First off, this isn't a long distance relationship. They both live in L.A. So afar, uh, that means they're apart meaning they're not seeing each other anymore. Have Eric and Gabby released a statement that they are broken up? No. Whether it's on their Instagram stories or their Instagram feed, no, they haven't. But is it pretty clear and obvious that these two aren't going to make it? Yes. When is that announcement coming? Probably sooner rather than later. All you needed to hear was that interview that she gave after Dancing with the Stars on Monday night. It's, It's obvious things didn't work out. 
and they're not going to work out because it's not like they're dating and they decide to, you know what, let's take a break. Let's rearrange our lives. Let's get things straight. And then let's, you know, jump back into this. I mean, they're a, an engaged couple. Yes, it's an engagement from a reality TV show, but you wouldn't say, <laughs> you wouldn't say, um, we're going forward with each of our individual interests and supporting each other from afar as an engaged couple if you were still together, you know? So while they haven't officially announced it, I think we can all put two and two together and realize not going to work. Now, it brings me to another point with the whole Dancing with the Stars thing, because this has been a curse for anybody that's come off the show and gone directly into Dancing with the Stars. It did for Chris and Whitney. They didn't last very long. Jake and Vienna, we know how hard that was on her. She was on my podcast, what, two or three years ago? Go listen to that and go listen to her talk about how miserable she was when Jake was on Dancing with the Stars right after they got off the show. Sean and Catherine, while they are married with three kids, if you read Sean's book, if you listen to Sean when he came on my podcast three or four years ago, he said the same thing. Wasn't the smartest thing. I wish someone would have told me better. It was the hardest part, the hardest time we ever had in our relationship. I shouldn't have gone right on the show right after it was a public, publicly known that they were engaged. Um, Hannah Brown had already broken up, so her going on the show had no bearing on her relationship. She had already broken up with Jed. And Caitlin, you can say, well, it's work for Caitlin and Jason. Not really, because Caitlin and Jason, first off, Caitlin was asked five years after the fact to go on Dancing with the Stars, and Caitlin and Jason were already established in their relationship when she went on it. So it did not mean it wasn't like Chris Whitney, Jake and Vienna, Sean and Catherine, and now Gabby and Eric. It's just, it's not a good idea to jump into that show right off of an engagement on TV. It's just not. And the results have proven that out. So, again, while they haven't posted it, it we know it's coming. Last night on Bachelor in Paradise, Aaron and Genevieve, again, I don't think these two are a good match for Eliza and Victoria to sit there and say, oh my gosh, you can see that they care about each other because they are fighting like this. Like That could, couldn't be more awful of a take if they tried. That was not two people that care for each other. That's a toxic relationship. And both of those people don't need to be together. I don't know why people think because they argue and make up, that means they really care about each other. I mean, maybe they care about each other. It doesn't mean they need to be together. And again, I teased it yesterday when I said, hey, hey, t you know, Tuesday night's episode, we're going to get the gaslighting term, and I guarantee it's going to be used incorrectly. And holy shit, Aaron wasn't even in the same stratosphere saying that Genevieve gaslit him. I mean, it wasn't even close. Even when Aaron tried to define gaslighting when he's sitting at the pool with Johnny, he was way off. I mean, it wasn't even close. But I think even Genevieve said it to one of the, the other women, like, oh, he's just using the buzzword. Yeah, he was using the buzzword because I don't think Aaron knows what gaslighting is because certainly them all sitting on the daybed and Genevieve just saying to him, like, I wanted to spend some time with you today. You know, you've been with your friends a lot. And you, now you just said you want to go have Sificos and pool with Johnny. And then he absolutely lost it on her. And then told her she was gaslighting him. Like, what? I, it, it couldn't have been. It, it couldn't have been more off if they tried. The other thing that happened on last night's episode was, once again, 
I talked about it yesterday when Eliza went to Rodney and her thing was, hey, I just want you to tell me not to go, as opposed to her at no point saying to Rodney, I don't want to go on this date. Kate did the same exact thing to Logan. She wanted to go to him to tell him, hoping he would tell her, I don't want you to go, when she could have easily went to him and said, I don't want to go on this date. So, but even they were talking about it. I think it was Jasenia was talking about it with Genevieve and said, yeah, I know, or Kate. She said, I kind of see it both ways because you don't want to deny someone the exploration of other relationships like that would have been doing if Rodney and or Logan stepped up and said, no, I don't want you going out with them. No. Because then you're just like, well, what's the point of going on Paradise if you can only date one person? But then when they do say, hey, you know what? Go on this date. Then the woman has gotten mad. Eliza and Kate both got a little upset. Like, huh, I just want someone to come out and say they want me to, they want me for themselves. So it's it's a catch-22. They can't, it seems like the guys in this situation, Logan and Rodney, could not win no matter what they said. If they said don't go, I'm guessing... I know those women said, if you would have told me that, I would have ended that conversation in 30 seconds and said no to Justin. That's what Eliza told Rodney. I don't know if that's true. And why couldn't she have just said, I don't even want to go on this date. I want to be with you. Why is he putting it? Why are they putting it all on the men? So that's my take. Uh, It just happened again last night with Kate and Logan. And, you know, Eliza said to Rodney last night, if I was your only focus, you wouldn't have let me go on that date. I don't I don't agree with that. Rodney isn't talking to or seeing anybody else on that beach. Nobody. The only person he's interested in is Eliza. And he was just being mature about letting her go on a date because Justin was the other guy that she said that she was interested coming onto that beach. So he let her go. And it's not like he didn't want her because he let her go. He was just being mature about the situation. So I don't know. <laughs> so confusing. Uh, watching some of these people and their reactions. So yesterday I talked about the mystery of the Maddie Pruitt story that I saw the headline on Us Weekly, on their website, on their mobile site, and desktop, and I was like, I could have sworn I saw a headline that said Maddie Pruitt yells about having sex for the first time at her wedding reception, but then it wasn't, like, within an hour or 90 minutes, that story was no longer a headline. So... Somebody, quite a few of you yesterday actually, emailed me and told me, you know, you were right, Steve, and somebody actually found it in the archives. The The headline of the story, and this is straight from Us Weekly's homepage, it was right on the front page under a the Today host take on Sin City for Halloween 2022. It said, Maddie Pruitt yelled about losing virginity at wedding reception. Then it got turned into... That wasn't the headline anymore. The headline was just Maddie Pruitt and Grant Trout relationship timeline. And then when you read about the relationship in 2022, it talked about what happened at the wedding reception where it was in somebody's Instagram story. It wasn't a sole focus. It was almost like it was happening in the background, but you could clearly see Maddie say, I'm going to have sex for the first time tonight. And everyone was cheering. So, yes, I wasn't crazy. I did not go crazy. I remembered it and it ended up being true. I knew I saw that, and I still stand by my take. I absolutely believe Maddie got to somebody at Us Weekly and told them, take that headline down, please. And then they just changed it. They kept the story that it did happen. They just put it under a headline of Grant Trout and Maddie Pruitt relationship timeline. 
as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the biggest story yesterday by far, Taylor Swift is touring again in 2023. Oh boy. Now let's break this down. I've had this conversation with at least four people yesterday. So I want to talk about it with my audience. Taylor Swift has released four albums since her last tour. Her last tour was the Reputation Tour, which was 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah. Because in 2019, I was going to buy tickets to the Lover Tour, which was summer of 2020. Clearly got canceled because of COVID. So 2018 was the Reputation Tour. That was the last one she did. And since the Reputation Tour, she's released Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and now Midnight's. So yesterday she announces on her Instagram story, we all kind of knew it was coming. She hinted at it when she was on Fallon last week that she was going to go on tour. And, but we got dates and arenas. I shouldn't even say arenas. She doesn't do arenas anymore. She only does stadiums. So this is another stadium tour where she does it in a football stadium. So she could get 50 to 60,000 people. When I saw her do 1989 tour and the reputation tour, I saw her at at and stadium here in Dallas, Arlington, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, both of them were sold out because obviously you don't put any seats behind her stage setup. And AT&T seats about 110 max. I think those were said to be about 66,000 that made it into and sold out because obviously there was about a third of it blocked off because you're not going to put people's seats behind the stage. So she's released four albums, and you're like, wow, well, what's this next concert going to be? Well, this is called the Eras Tour, so it looks like we're going to get songs from every era, but this isn't a woman that's going to do a six-hour concert. You know, it's going to be a normal probably two- to two-and-a-half-hour concert once she once she takes the stage. Her opening acts usually get 15 minutes and then usually 30 to 40 minutes. So when she's taking the stage, when I've seen her 1989 reputation, it was about two-and-a-half hours, maybe two hours and 40 minutes, and... She ripped through 22 to 24 songs in both. Well, if she's doing an Eras tour and she's going to try and give you a glimpse of her career throughout this concert, I mean, shit, she could do a whole concert with just singing Midnight's songs. That's 20 songs right there. She's got such a song album at this point. Eras is going to be like, what, two songs from each album? Maybe three? I mean, maybe the earlier one, she's just going to do one song. And then when she gets to, you know, Speak Now and Red, maybe she'll go up to three songs from each of those albums. I don't know how she's going to do it. Her set list is going to be very interesting, though, because she's got so many. She's never done a concert for her fans singing any of the songs from Lover, Folklore, Evermore, or Midnight's. So is it going to be more slanted towards that? I don't know. Maybe. But she's, her fans are going to be clamoring for so many songs. And she's just not going to be able to fit all of her popular songs into this set list. It's just going to be impossible. But needless to say, I immediately went on the Ticketmaster verified things because I have a Capital One card or whatever. I don't know. They don't go on sale until November 18th. I don't know if that means I get early access to possible tickets I have no idea how this works. All I know is I'm probably going to end up getting tickets on the secondary market through StubHub. Or I got an email yesterday from GameTime. They're another you know cheap ticket site, and they sent me an email, and I could have purchased tickets yesterday for her concert 
in Arlington. She's going to be in Arlington uh, April 1st and 2nd of next year. So I could have purchased them yesterday. So I don't know how they're already out for some of the, I guess, the brokers or the third-party people, but the fees on those were ridiculous. It was $200 um, per ticket as a fee. And then the sales tax was another $62 per ticket. So you're looking at 260 before you even buy the ticket. And nosebleeds at AT&T Stadium were 250 So you're looking at 500 bare minimum, if you bought it off a third-party site for a nosebleed seat. And I'm not going to her concert sitting nosebleeds. Sorry. I'm a snob when it comes to two things. Concerts. Or, excuse me. Three things. Concerts. Uh, hotels. And airlines. Not that I have to fly first class, but I always fly exit row because I need some leg room. Hotels, I don't stay in, you know, no offense, but I I don't stay in like a La Quinta. I just, I don't. (laughs) You know, if if I was taking a cross-country trip, would I have to make sure I stopped at every five-star to stay? No, I wouldn't do that, but I would never get in a car and drive cross-country and do that. So, I'm talking about when I go on vacation, I'm going to spend extra money to stay in a nice hotel and get nice accommodations. That's just me. And then concerts, I'm not sitting in the top deck. So, yes, I'm a snob about those three things. Sorry. But I will definitely be purchasing tickets. I don't. I, I want to go on April 1st, although when I looked at April 1st, that is Final Four Day. So that's the day that the two Final Four games for the NCAA basketball tournament in 2023 will be played. So that'll kind of suck. I'm going to miss, uh, I think the games start at five. The first game is at five. So I'm going to basically miss the two final four games. So maybe I go the second on Sunday. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but that's when she's here. I might go to another city and watch the concert. I don't know. I just have to see what works out best, but I'm definitely going. There's no doubt about that. I'll just, and I know I'm going to have to pay an enormous amount of money buying it on the third, uh, on the secondary market. So I just understand that's the way it is. When I saw Reputation, the tickets weren't cheap. Same thing. I think I paid, I don't know, six or seven hundred a ticket, almost positive with fees and everything. But great concert. I it's it's worth it. When you're getting to my age and you get up to forty seven years old and gonna be forty eight next year, you, I start thinking more about moments versus material things, and. Going to a concert like that certainly is uh, a moment. And I'm much more interested in those than buying material things for myself. A couple things I want to end with here. As we know, Halloween is over. And it seems like when Halloween falls on a Monday, we get the full throttle of Halloween. Because you get Friday night, people are going out in their costumes. And Saturday night, they're going to a party in their costumes. And Sunday they are. And then Monday is actually Halloween and they're dressed on Halloween night. It just seems like you get four full days when it falls on a Monday. But there's something that popped up this Halloween that just drove me up a wall. Can somebody tell me where it showed up on your TikToks, it showed up in your reels. I'm sure maybe you saw it on Facebook. A lot of people doing dances and lip syncs to this. Who the hell is Pamela Pumpkins? Where did she come from, and when is she getting out of my life? That's what I need to know. I had never heard this song before, I don't know, like a month ago. And then everybody on TikTok is doing this. Hey, I'm Pamela Pumpkins, and this is the Pamela Pumpkins workout. This is Alan. Shake off the Skittles, shake off the Skittles, shake off the candy corns. Now ride the witch's broom. 
Ride the Witch's Broom. Like, this song just just bounced around in my head at night for the last month because it showed up so many times on social media. Who is she? I didn't even, I've never even, like, every time I saw it, it was the background song to somebody lip syncing. I'm like, but where's the song from? It's almost like David S. Humpkins. Who are you? Where are you coming from? What are you? And Pamela Pumpkins is just this thing that I had never heard before in my life until a month ago. Then everyone is singing this song and doing it on TikTok. Thank God she's out of my life now. At least I hope she is. Until probably next Halloween when she's got a new workout song. And by the way, no. I'm not shaking off the Skittles and shaking off the candy corns. However, shake off the Starburst. Shake off the Nestle Crunch. Shake off the Crackle. Maybe. But the other ones? No, I'm not eating those. And finally, as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, I started physical therapy yesterday. And it was pretty basic. They took my range of motion measurements to see how far back, because obviously they're going to check in probably, I don't know, every couple weeks. They're going to measure to see if I'm making progress. And we just started with some basic, basic exercises that they had me do because I literally haven't moved my muscle in my left leg for three months. So it was stretch your foot back as I'm sitting on a, not a bed, but table, whatever, cushioned table. (laughs) It was bring your foot back as far as you can, bring it forward as far as you can, move it to your right as far as you can, move it to your left as far as you can make a circle with your foot and then do it in a circle in counterclockwise with your foot and then take a band and pull the foot back and hold it for 10 seconds. So they want me doing that three times a day, 20 reps each, which is fine. I'm, you know, sitting on a recliner watching TV. It's very easy to do that. So, but yeah, it it definitely feels, it doesn't hurt. Um, if I were to yank it back, it would, but going slowly back and holding it at a certain position, no, doesn't hurt. But, you know, it's going to be another three to six months before running takes place. I think I should be able to walk without my boot in about four to six weeks. That's the goal. And I'll be out of the boot, out of the scooter, and walking in about four to six weeks, and then another six weeks after that before I probably get to any point of running. And... um Yeah, like I said, my ankle just feels very, very stiff, very tight. And just because it hasn't done any sort of stretching or any sort of exercise in three months. So it was good. I um, enjoyed it. The uh, physical therapy, I'm going to go three times a week and hopefully, you know, just get back to a point where I can actually start doing uh, some cardio again. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with two podcasts, your daily roundup. And what else? Oh, your Thursday podcast is someone I've had on within the last three months are coming back on again because they have a story to tell. And we will get to that tomorrow. I'll tease that tomorrow. But um, if you watched one of the shows earlier this year, not Bachelor or Bachelorette related, but um, I know a lot of you are a fan of this show, so you will get to hear a new story from from them. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And we are back tomorrow. See ya.